Welcome into a very special edition of the GOAT Zoom Room. I'm Caitlin, joined as always by my lovely co-host, Andy. This is a special edition of the GOAT Zoom Room because it is Breeders' Cup Week. We are talking about Future Stars Friday and the big Saturday card, of course. Um, There's some favorites in this year's Breeders' Cup. Some of the races seem pretty cut and dry, but you know what that means. Could be ripe for some upsets. Pretty wide open running when you look at it overall. We've got big races on Friday, big races on Saturday, 14 races overall. The 38th edition of the Breeders' Cup run at the Del Mar Thorough Club, Thoroughbred Club. Andy, I am really excited for this running. Maybe not as much as some years, but you know, this seems like a pretty good Breeders' Cup given all things considered. What do you think? Um, I think that it's really sad that the first Breeders' Cup was run when I was 12, and we're now at the 48th and almost 50th. That's what I think. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, (laughs) Not to bring your age into it. No, but I mean, that just goes to show you, you weren't even bored when this thing started, and you're probably more well-versed than I am when it comes to this stuff, so Um, (laughs) I think think it's going to be a great weekend, and If anything, I think it's one of those weekends that we're going to look back at and be like, you know what? Yeah, I can kind of see that horse kind of winning, but you never know. That's what makes this game so fun. Exactly. I I definitely agree. Um, There's some horses in past years that I could have never came up with. Um, Order of Australia, Bar of Gold, a couple other ones, Day at the Spa, maybe that I'm like, you know, I could look at that now as far more educated as I am and still never came up with that. So I'm definitely each year I seem to really try to dive deeper. I'm playing in my first contest this year. I'm betting a little bit more this year, getting more experience with like the pick fours and the pick fives. So I'm really, really excited to get this started and I'm excited to see if we can both make some money. Yeah. So am I. And I think, I think one thing that everybody needs to understand is it's two days one day does not ruin your weekend, but it can definitely set the tone, but you don't want to chase. And if you go in with a smart idea of what races you really want to play and what races you're kind of tepid in and you want to kind of play around with a pick four or pick five, you can. Um, obviously, we'll have those on the uh, G-O-A-T-Y handicapping.com website, but I think, I think it's going to be one of those those weekends where, you know, uh, are of gold. Thanks for bringing her up. Seeing how the one time I didn't bet her, she wins. Um, (laughs) So uh, it's just one of those deals. I think it's going to be fun and enjoyable, but I also think that, you know, the Euros came fully loaded this year. I mean, this is stacked. What I think is so awesome is there are more international horses than ever before the only continent that is not represented by a horse is australia and i mean obviously antarctica has got nobody there but we have horses we have a horse from south africa representing africa we have all of the japanese coming for asia all of the euros and we have a couple horses from south america so it's really got an international flavor this year i think california is a little bit more of an accessible location for those horses maybe like barring the euros a little bit but I think since it's such a warm climate, it's a firm turf, turf course that really attracted a lot of international runners. And I think that they kind of realized that the American contingents maybe aren't as strong this year. And that leaves a little bit of a wiggle room for maybe a real international competition. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And I, th- I also think that the lack of Lasix is also a huge plus for the Euros because they don't run with it in Europe. No, and they're not, they they're not with it everywhere. So they have, they have a slight edge here. And that's something that people are going to have to understand. So if they're going to see horses that they normally see in the States that are running and they don't look, they don't look like they usually do, that's probably telling you something. And uh, you got to make your best, best idea change as far as your bets are concerned. But let's start with this. Obviously, the Breeders' Cup starts in race six on Friday with the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Perf Sprint. The only reason this isn't a grade one yet is because I think it's only been run like four or five times. And um, when it first got started, it was just a Breeders' Cup. It was just a Juvenile Perf Sprint. So it's pretty interesting as far as this is concerned. And let's go through some of these European horses that we both were talking about. And and tell me what you think of which ones you should kind of make a decision on and which ones you should just toss. Okay. Um, Some of the ones I'm really looking at, um, Twilight Jet getting the rail doesn't really bother me. Go Bears Go adding blinkers. I like that a little bit. Um, those two have raced against each other a lot and definitely have the most experience in the field. Um, hierarchy. I know you're a fan of that one. I also like that one. Armor is a very low price. I'm not saying Armor's really done anything wrong, but I don't love him, I would say, in here. And, I mean, that's that's a lot of what Europe brought over. They have a couple also eligibles, but that's really the whole European contingent of uh, vertiginous is in here, kind of a 20 to one outside shot. Um, what were you thinking about the Europeans in here? Well, with the Europeans here, when I was, when I was watching some of these races back, armor reminds me a lot of Matera sky where you think he's going to put everything together and then he gets to the front and then all of a sudden he just stops or he'll, he'll hang really badly where you're kind of questioning like okay well he made that huge run how come he didn't continue it and so i asked i sent a text message or i sent a tweet out to jeff stafford last night and i said hey i go armor does he have any issues when it comes to like getting hot because it seems like in his races he does but she mentioned even something even bigger and that was that richard hannon has a horrible record at, at breeders cup I put the yes. horrible part in there. She she was a little nicer, but um, you know that that to me says enough to say okay. Well, then I guess we're just going to have to look elsewhere. And but I keep looking at hierarchy, and I think she's. I think they've got the running style to, to win this race, especially from the post she's at, and you know she doesn't need to lead, but she can sit right behind it. And, make a run and she should have won the mill reef but she forgot to start she, she literally was left at the gate and made up a huge run so i really like hierarchy as far as this is concerned uh, the horses that are coming from europe are concerned yeah i think when it comes to the european contingent hierarchy is probably the best suited one um one thing that does bother me for these europeans is these juveniles turning so early in their career juveniles and sprinters are so used to flat out going in a straight 
when it comes to these turf sprint races. So that's something that's just a little bit concerning to me, but when the right one comes into play, that stuff won't matter. Um, looking at this race for me, I kind of leaned a little bit more on the American side, Averly Jane's buyers granted, we can't really see certain numbers for the European horses, but we can kind of translate the time form a little bit, um, to kind of maybe get a little bit of a picture of how fast they would stack up against our runners. Averly Jane is definitely our strongest horse in this race. Um, you know, I'm kind of anxious to see what the Euros do when, they come out of the starting gate. If there's anybody that's really going to kind of take it to her speed wise, but I could see her going all the way in this race and then just kind of her just being too fast. The other horse that was interesting to me in here was dairy name who comes from a little bit off the pace. I could maybe see this race setting up for her a little bit, maybe even like you said, hierarchy. Um, so those would kind of be the other two I would look at maybe outside of Averly Jane. Um, I liked one timers, races, but I just think he hasn't beaten much out in California. And when you look at the times and you look at the speed figures, they're honestly just too slow. He would take it, have to take up a huge step up to beat this field. I am in agreement with you with one timer. Um, in fact, my note said went straight to the front tired late. That was a bad field. That's what I put down for, for his, uh, win in the speakeasy. Um, I just never liked it. You know, and if you're looking at the horses that came out of that race, then you kind of have to throw time to party out too, because he really had every chance in the world to get to the winner and he never did. I love Darren I, I agree with you on that. I think she's a really athletic filly. She's got some really good talent. Um, and you can make a point on her both races that she's kind of encountered like a few, a few little missteps here. Uh, in the Bolton landing, she ended up almost in the heel on heels in one spot and still made a monster move around the turn. And then in the Woodbine Carriers, she was she needed to avoid a problem and ended up doing it. And she really extends nicely when she runs. And I think that fit. I think if from the outside, I know that's not like the best position to be in at Delmar, but. I just, I just think there's going to be too much pace early on, and I'm just not sold on Everly Jane. I just, I just think it's either going to be Daring Ab, Daring Name, or one of the Euros. I can definitely see that. Um, when it comes to some of the other runners, Daring Name, her numbers definitely can hang the best, and she's going to really enjoy a firm course, so she's going to get that here. So I think this race is one that definitely sets up for her. So she would be a price for me. I'm willing to take a stab with Averly Jane just because her numbers are so much better than every other horse in this field. Um, wish we could have maybe seen her at Royal Ascot, but it looks like she just wasn't ready and kind of took a little bit of time off, kind of had a breather over the summer. So I, I guess we'll just kind of have to see. Time to Party is a horse that I would maybe be interested in if it had blinkers. Cause he's run into trouble and a lot of his races kind of bumped some horses last out in the speakeasy. I know that wasn't a great race, but he did have a little bit of trouble. I would maybe be more interested if he had blinkers on, but I agree with you this race. If Averly Jane, you know, kind of gets cooked out or doesn't run her race definitely sets up for a European runner perhaps. Yeah. And, and one thing about go bears go, I know, I know you mentioned him with blinkers on, it's obviously to try to hone his speed because the last three efforts 
he really has not looked like the same horse who won at Carag or ran huge in Norfolk in the Norfolk Stakes in Europe. He's he's basically been sitting off the he he hasn't been in the front like he wants to be. He loses interest. Um, he doesn't finish well. I mean, there's a lot of knocks on this horse. I think the blinkers will help him. I just don't think he's good enough to beat this field right now. I think a long campaign is really starting to catch up with him. He's done a lot for a two-year-old, traveled a lot, and I think it's just starting to catch up, and the blinkers are kind of a last-ditch effort. So we'll see. I don't totally discount him at a big number. He does have the class. If his he runs his best race, he's probably good enough, but you know, just has been subpar as of late. So that's how we go. Uh, Caitlin is going to go with Averly Jane, I take it. Is that your your final decision if I put a gun to your head right now? I think she would be the one I would take, you know, right now. I'll, I'll kind of start out with a little bit of chalk in here. Um, I don't trust myself as much on these juvenile races, and I hate to say that, but these ju- juvenile turf races are always Euro versus the United States, and I'm just – not seeing standouts in any of these races. So I can't like make a steadfast decision. So with the type of speed she has and the best number she has, I am going to rely on her, but I definitely am going to use coverage in this race, but Averly Jane will be my top choice. All righty. And I'm going to go with hierarchy as my top choice. Barry Nane will be second for sure. Um, those two things I already know for a fact are going to be on the sheets on Friday. Um, no ands, ifs, or buts about it. And if hierarchy is five to one or better, I might actually make a bet on her. So um, that's how much I like that Philly. Let's move on over to the second race of the of the uh, Future Stars program. And we have the grade one Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. And, and really, honestly, this really isn't a grade one, but I guess they'll keep it for another day. And... I guess we're both kind of in agreement that Echo Zulu is the one to beat and probably going to win this race going away. I definitely think so. I'm not sure how she gets beat in here. I respect Juju's map. I respect Hidden Connection. Um, Hidden Connection is the one that's going to be closest to her on speed figures, but I just think Echo Zulu has beat far classier Phillies than Hidden Connection has. Um, I think she could run backwards and probably beat this field. That's how good she is. I know how high her owners are on her. Um, One thing that is kind of a question mark to me, and I know that Steve Asmussen and Ricardo Santana have been in a slump. Does the switch of Rosario, is that a plus or a negative for you? So Rosario has been so good this year. I kind of would say that it's probably a plus because right now his mindset's in a lot better place than Ricardo is. Um, and obviously, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to do a pick five ticket, she's going to be my single sadly, but I'm also probably going to do a spread as a pick five ticket and probably have a couple of other horses and not her just to see if I can hit a big shot, um, with my bees, but we'll, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens, but hidden connection is improving, but she seems to have kind of evened out a bit. I've got a couple horses that are on the radar that I think might end up improving off their races. And it'll be interesting to see how they do it, especially um, the two that I'm thinking of, which you didn't mention. Is it Tarabi and Sequist? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I, 
I took a hard look at Tarabi. I think she needs a little bit more time, and I think she's going to be one that really develops that three. I agree with you. And what it really made me kind of like double take was her spinaway race. She stumbled out of the gate, which is never good <laughs> at seven furlongs. And then she makes this middle move from the half mile pole to the three sixteenth pole before she flattens out against Deco Zudu. Right. So she obviously has enough talent to be there, but like you said, is she, is she mature enough to do it? Uh, but like we, like we both have agreed on, I think Echo Zulu is the one to beat, regardless of who the writer is. Um, I feel bad for Ricardo because he's in such a bad slump. And this is one of those slumps that are just in his head. I mean, kind of like Tin Cup. You ever watch the movie Tin Cup? Probably too young. I have not. You know it is. Probably I have it myself. So he's, <laughs> he's got the yips in it, in that movie. And it's because it's all in his head and he overthinks everything. And I think right now Ricardo's just all up in his head and way overthinking stuff. And it's really bad. Yeah, I definitely agree. He he just kind of needs a little bit of time um, to kind of collect his thoughts. He's still going to have some really nice mounts this weekend. You know, I hope something definitely works out for him. You know, hopefully he can just get his head screwed on straight, maybe take a little bit of a break after the Breeders' Cup and just kind of regroup. But He'll live to fight another day. He's young. He's a fantastic rider. So that's going to sort itself out. Let's move on over to the Breeders' Cup. Juvenile Phillies, Herb Stakes. And uh, this is at a mile for the two-year-olds. And it's a softy little bunch of horses going on here. Uh, I went ahead and threw out Piazza, uh, Pizza Bianca. I just I think she's a nice filly, but I don't think she's a caliber yet. To be honest, yeah. and Wild Beauty came back and got beat. So, um, and that wasn't even the best of the Godolphin horses coming over. So, that's one. Yeah, reason. I definitely I agree with you. I think she's a really bad favorite in here. Um, but it, it was hard to choose a favorite in this race. Um, when we think about the Euros, I think the Euros bring up a pretty strong contingent. Cachet, she has been beat by Hello You and Sparal, some of the top. Um, Horses over there. Inspiral is going to be a champion two-year-old filly. So I really, really look at that race. Circle it really big. That's a good running. So she did weekend late, but that was, you know, she chased at the center. She was a little bit wide. So I she has a little bit of an excuse in there. And like I said, these are better caliber horses than she's going to face in this race today or Friday. So I like Cachet. Hello You comes in here too. Comes out of the same race. Very good one. Um also coming in here is Helen's Well. Oh, well, Helen's Well has been racing in the States. She's just Irish bed, so ignore that. Um, Malathoth, Mal Malathoth, Malathoth, and Mizenstein are the kind of the two that I like the best out of the Euros. They haven't beat as much. Uh, Mizenstein did come out of that Inspiral race um, and was staying on and wanted to maybe go a little farther. So I think she's one that'll really progress. And I know her trainer, James Ferguson, is very, very happy with how she shipped over. So she would probably be my top of the list for the Euros. And the 13 post really doesn't bother me. Um, but as far as the U.S. contingent goes, Pizza Bianca, I don't really, you know, think too much of. I know Chad Brown is very high on potty. Um, she's doesn't have a lot of experience, but he seems to think that she could have beaten the group at Keeneland had she gotten into the, uh, Jessamine. 
So he seems to think she, that she had, was the caliber to win that race. Um, and I really respect California Angel. Her jockey and trainer don't think that the 14 post is really going to hinder her much because she's going to make one late run anyway. So it's really not going to matter. I'm just not sold of how much speed is really signed into this race. So she's a bit of a question mark for me, but I'm kind of all over the place in this race. This is going to be one that you're going to want to spread in, I think. I'm going to tell, people were asking, well, give us some insight that you don't, of what, what we should do. Right. Um, Pyro memories, just real quick. Mm-hmm. She was really green in the surfer girl coming into the – she was on the wrong lead into the stretch. The Zormo had to ask her to, to keep on task because she was trying to drift out in the turn for home, and she still won by two lengths. I mean, she's probably going to improve more. I just don't know if she's a caliber of the Euros, and, and that's what it comes down to. I'm questioning the caliber of the Euros, especially, as you said – Inspiral is probably the best two-year-old in the in the country in Europe or in Great Britain, and she's going to win an award. And Pachette and Hello You both chased her, so I would probably go with those two horses. And you're going to get a juicy price on both, ten to one, twelve to one. And then I agree with you on uh, what is it, Mason and Steen. That was an impressive race too for her in that race. Um, I just, I just think that one thing that you were talking about, she's actually gone left-handed and right-handed on the turns. And I think that's huge for a two-year-old. And she's going to get that. She's going to get that type of grip that you like on a turf horse. Yeah. I think ultimately my is going to be my top selection here. I definitely want to use California angel and I want to use hottie in here. Um, Koala Princess is another one that interests me if I'm maybe going to try to play a Superfecta or something like that um, and try to use a lot of horses, including the two other Euros you mentioned. Koala Princess has done nothing wrong and her buyers are decent. Um, I saw her race at Kentucky Downs on September 12th. It was visually very impressive. Got an 82, which isn't too bad of a number. I think her and Joelle Rosario are a really good fit. So I, she's not impossible in here to me and she's the type of filly that I think wants to run a little bit farther so I think the step up in distance is going to be a good decision for her and she's been from Monmouth to Kentucky Downs and she's progressing better and better so she can definitely ship and the Delacour barn has been pretty good this year so I would definitely take a look at her as well but Meisenstein's going to be my top selection in this race and mine will end up as much as I would like to agree with you I can't I'm actually going to go with hello you I just think right now she, I think her and Meisenstein are going to battle it out. Um, but I'll give it to him. Hello, you get up for a little price. Hopefully, the double, hopefully, I can start turning some money here by the third race here and get some money going. Let's go over to the, to the British Cup, uh, Juvenile Colts. And obviously, this field has Jack Christopher Cornish, uh, the Japanese invader, Jasper Great, who is regally bred and um, people are in love with. Uh, but who do you like in here? This race is a little bit tough for me. Um, I'm not sure if Jack Christopher is going to end up being a sprinter. 
if he's going to end up being a miler or if he's going to end up being a classic distance horse. I just don't know because I feel like Munnings is really coming into himself as a stallion and can pretty much throw anything. And he's just getting better and better with age. Um, one horse I know that I'm going to fade in here is Corniche. I have not been super impressed with him. I think maybe he's honestly progressing a little bit backward. I think maybe they've almost reached the bottom of the well with him. And I hate to say that for just a two-year-old, but he just hasn't really impressed me as much as I feel like he should. His stable mates are a little bit more impressive to me. I think Barasa is coming along really well. And John Velasquez, who is basically first call for Baffert right now, getting them out on Pinehurst, tells me that Baffert really likes Pinehurst this weekend. So I think I'm, I would go with those two over Cornish. You're going to get a much better price. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about Jasper Great because he is going to be my long shot play in this race, even though I'm not sure I'm going to get a long shot price at him, which makes me upset. Um, he's just kind of a wild card to me, but the Hayuki Mori barn ships really, really well. And I know you've seen this race because I showed it to you, but what this horse did in his debut debuted a maiden a maiden going a mile and an eighth they're going a mile and 16th in here so he's cutting back in distance one by 10 geared down yes the time is not as impressive but the the dirt over in japan is much deeper and much sandier so in my opinion he's going to handle this dirt over here even more i'm not sure if he's really going to regress off of this race because he is coming back in about three weeks and he is shipping so the only you know thing for me would be maybe it took a little bit out of him but it really looked like it didn't if you look on the comment lines it just says easy and that's all you can say about that race so if he brings that type of a game and maury has him tuned up he has looked fantastic in the mornings you know look out like this is a legitimate horse that japan is bringing over yes he's only coming off a maiden but this is a really talented animal. He's the best bred horse in this race. He's the best irrigate I have ever seen. Um, so, you know, I, I would use him underneath at least. I would not just totally ignore the horse just because it's Japan and just because it's dirt. Yeah, I, I'm so in agreement with you. I really wanted to fade all the Bafferts, but I agree with you. I think Pinehurst. See, here, here's the dilemma you face, right? You have Pinehurst. Who likes to go on the front? You have the other Baffert on the outside, Cornish, who likes to go on the front. But you also got Mike Smith on it, who likes to be patient. Um, so you're kind of like trying to figure out who's going to go to the front. Jack Christopher is going around two turns for the first time and is going to show sprinter speed because he really hasn't done anything going two turns. So he's going to show more speed. And he's on the rail. Um, I kind of agree with you. I don't know if he's a sprinter or, or a router. Um, I think the fascinating information, I think Munnings at one time on dirt going six furlongs was shooting, the debut runners was shooting at about 25% at one time this year. So, I mean, that, that goes to show you how strong Munning is as a sprinter. And I always think of him as a sprinter, even though he's starting to develop as a, a route sire. But I really like Jack Christopher in here. The more and more I look at it, I will use Pinehurst in here as well. But I'm so going to fade Cornish here. I might actually even give Tough to Tame a little bit of a look underneath. Because, I mean, improving buyers has run around two turns. 
shows that she can that they can run off the pace a bit. I kind of like that a bit. And in that race, Sophie didn't give him his head right away. And once she did give him his head, he started making a move. So um, I kind of like that. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think he's one that could kind of bomb in at a price into the super. So I, I looked at that one as well and saw he had definitely had the most experience out of the group. But I think we're pretty much in agreement about this race. Cornish is kind of, I, I just don't think Mike Smith suits him. And I think he's kind of going backward a little bit. So th that's the one I really want to try to beat in here. And I think we definitely have a good chance to beat him. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I wanted to try to beat Jack Christopher because I don't like the rail draw, but I 110 buyer had a little bit of trouble in that race. Won very impressively. I mean, you can't, you can't not pick him in here. In my opinion, he, he stands out. Yeah, I agree. I'm, you're not going to get an argument from me. I mean, if he, I mean, obviously, I'll probably have him on top unless something changes between then and now. But I mean, he's he's definitely the horse to beat. It Let's is go his. To, huh? Go ahead. I was gonna say it's his championship to lose, but that was my last word on that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the final race on the card for a Friday, uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. Hopefully, people are coming home with money by the end of the night. And this race turns out to be a pretty saucy affair, in all honesty. Mm -hmm. um, I always love reading other people's comments when the European people come over because they think that what the European owner or the European trainer says is what should be um, written in, in, you know, in script. And that's exactly how they're thinking because they're trying to be like, the smart one in the room and they don't follow enough European racing to make decisions on whether or not a horse is ready to fire or not. And I love the Applebee comments because people are saying, Oh, well, he likes this horse over this horse. Yeah. Okay. All right. You keep thinking that. So who do you like in here? Please. I think we're both in agreement with this race. I'm really crazy about the Godolphin runners. The Charlie Applebee barn has been where it's at this year. And based on the comments that I heard from Charlie this morning that I have listened to throughout the day from some of the Breeders' Cup coverage, I think he certainly prefers modern games in here. And I think you may get a better price on modern games than you will Albar because Albar has ran over here. People are more familiar with him. He only has one loss where modern games has two, but modern games has faced off against better horses, I believe, and definitely has a little bit of an edge. I like his running style a little bit better. Um, and I think William Buick could have chose to get on either one of those horses and he ended up getting on modern games. So I'm really, really excited about this horse. The rail draw doesn't bother me. So he's going to be my top choice, but Albar won't be far behind. Um, when it comes to the U.S. runners, there's nobody that really makes me all that excited except for maybe Portfolio Company. His buyers are the best, but I don't like that Rosario jumped off of him to get on Slipstream. So that was a little bit puzzling to me. So I kind of, you know, took that with a grain of salt. Um, I will talk about the Aiden O'Brien runner in here. The Aiden O'Brien contingent is a shell this year of what it usually is to what he brings over to the Breeders' Cup. So keep that in mind. But Glauthon is not really one I want to play in here. Um, he does come out of the native trail to Bowie Legend race, but says he was no late threat. So I'm really oh, no. just not. He, it wasn't even no late threat. It was did not show up. 
Yeah. He just did not run a stop. Yeah, I'm not very into him. I'm not crazy about his breeding. Um, I would definitely take more of a look at Dubawi Legend. I do like him a bit, but I absolutely hate the rail draw for him. I think it hurts him. So, you know. Dubawi Legend has a far outside 14. Yes, he has the, the 14. Outside. Okay. So, I am just, going just to. Just making up... sure we're on the same page there. Because yep, you're not going to like what I'm going to say. <laughs> but I do like modern games and I'll bar the best. Here's here's what here's the whole deal. I looked at this race top and bottom, and I put Dubawi Legend in the one hole. Where let's just say we put Dubawi Legend where Portfolio Company or Slipstream is. Do you think he's four to one? Maybe like, three to one. Maybe two. Maybe five to two. Yeah, I, I think him drawing the 14 posts definitely hurts his odds, and I think it hurts his chances. I so, think he gets a lot more play. So here's so here here's the deal with him though. He doesn't need to be he, he doesn't need to be on the front end. He would he no, would much prefer sitting behind runners. So in all honesty, if people think that the 14 hole is gonna hinder him. Um, coinage is going to go to the front, so he, he's not going to have to deal with coinage into the first turn. Grafton Street goes to the front, to get, so there's another horse that's going to be in front. Portfolio Company goes to the front. You, you have already three, four, five, six horses that are going to go to the front, and the Euros are just going to wait and bide their time while these other horses hopefully end up killing themselves. Not literally, just like you know, huge pace issue. I love Dubawi Legend in here. Uh, did I say that right? I hope I did. Yeah, I love Dubawi Legend in here. Um, I would bet him. I mean, he's really good. I love modern games also. I'm in agreement with you on that one. I think those two are going to be the two top horses to play. If you're looking at a price as far as underneath, I would look at Great Max because he did that race that he came out of um, in the Karah is filthy. There is no doubt he had no business being in that race. And he at least made somewhat of a showing, only getting beat six and a half lengths. So um, I'm willing to give him a pass on that. And at 20 to 1, I might I might just put him underneath. Uh, the, U, the U.S. contingent, I'm all in on Tiz the Bomb. I think that horse is going to be the one that if any horse in here wins it for this U.S., it's going to be Tiz the Bomb. I like Tiz the Bomb a bit. Um, I think there's other ones that maybe are a bit faster than they are, but I don't think he needs to be fast. I think he just needs to stay out of trouble and do what he does, and he definitely has – he's definitely the best shot against the European contingent. I just prefer the U European contingent to Tiz the Bomb. And saying that, Hit It A Bomb is one of my favorite stallions, so I would not be sad at all if Tis The Bomb won. Yeah, neither would I. Neither would I. Let's go over to Saturday's card. Hopefully you've made some money here, and we're going to the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Sprint. We already have a scratch in the race. Uh, Estilo Talent Talentoso uh, scratched out of here already, and uh, we have a small field of five. Um, we're all hoping Gamine loses, let's be honest. Um, so who do you like in here if it's not Gamine? 
definitely think you have to use Gabine for coverage just in case, but I am going to try to beat her with Bella Sophia. Um, I think Bella Sophia can kind of make her own trip and sit just off of Gamine and be okay. She doesn't need the lead where I think Gamine needs the lead. So Gamine will get the lead in here, but I think Bella Sophia is going to take it to her. And Rudy Rodriguez said they will be taking it to her. So she's not, this is not going to be an easy race by any means for Gamine. Um, when I look at buyer speed figures, Gamine is not running as fast as she was last year. I think a long campaign is probably going to catch up to her. Um, she hasn't really had much of a break this year. So yeah, she has been off since August. So she has a little bit of a breather between now and the Breeders' Cup. But I, I just love, I love the way Bella Sophia has run this year. Um, she just keeps getting better and better and better. And we just haven't come to the bottom of her tank. Her buyer speed figures just keep going up and up and up and up. And Gamine is going down, down, down. So I think they're kind of about even right now. And Bella Sophia is going to get a little bit of an edge. She's going to carry two pounds less. The only thing that I would maybe question is the fact that she's never traveled. And sometimes that takes a little bit out of a horse. Whereas Gamine, you can take her anywhere and she's going to run a race. But uh, it's really a toss up for me. I think Bella Sophia can beat her, but will Bella Sophia beat her? It's Baffert. You never know. But those are going to be the only two I'm going to use in this race. I think it's a two horse race. So I was thinking Bella Sophia too. Um, on top. I don't mind CC if those two, because Stadler is going to send with, with Edgeway um, because that's the only way she's going to win the race. Uh, but I don't think she's as good as Bella Sophia Gamine. And CC, if this was a three-year-old campaign or even a four-year-old campaign, she would probably be a better selection to play uh but yeah bell sophia is my choice um gamine will probably be second sadly because you know you can't ignore her and she is almost perfect so that's kind of tough yeah it's pretty hard to fight with perfection but i definitely think she's regressed a little bit as a four-year-old so I'm anxious to see what happens in here. I think they come in pretty evenly matched. I agree with you about Cece. I wish, you know where I wish they would have put her? She fit for the dirt mile. She's great at a mile. And it just irks me that she's even in this race. But that's a story for another day. So let's go over to the Breeders' Cup Turf Sprint. The grade one, it is probably one of the toughest races to, car, to handicap. Um, with Golden Palin here, an extravagant kid, Kamari. Uh, who do you like? This is probably one of my favorite Breeders' Cup races out of all the Breeders' Cup races any year. I love this race. And actually, this is a really tough race to handicap, but I have a pretty good record in here. So I really like this race, and I take a lot of time on it. Um, other than maybe Emirati Anna. I don't think this race sets up for any of the Euros. I think this is maybe a race where the U.S. can get on the board in one of the only turf races they have a potential to win. Um, I like Golden Powell, but I think Golden Powell is a very beatable favorite. He's going to have to run a very career best to beat this group. Um, I'm really on Kamari and Fast Boat. I think the race sets up for both of them quite well, and I think they're both definitely good enough based off of speed figures. Kamari runs really well when she's had a break. Um, I think she would be interesting against Gamine and Bella Sophia, but I like that she went into this race. I think this is an easier race for her. Um, 
She's looked amazing in the mornings. Her last work at Keeneland was incredible. Got a hold of the surface really well. And I prefer her on a faster turf course. So I really like Marion here. I think there's a decent amount of speed. So I think fast boats going to get a good trip in here too. Um, I like Tyler Gaffleone on him. So I'm going to use both of them on top. Um, I also had a look at gear jockey and one long shot price that I'm really interested in is Charmaine's Mia. Definitely going to have to run a career best, but she runs her best when out in California and she has looked great in the morning. So I'm definitely thinking about maybe using her as a long shot price underneath. Cause there's usually always a bomb pretty much in everything, but Kamari and fast boat for me, I'm going to try to beat golden Powell. but if he wins, you know what, I'm going to have him on a couple of tickets. And I, I think this is a race where you kind of maybe need to look at some different variables and probably spread in here. I'm in agreement that you need to spread. Um, because I think, I think if any of the races are going to produce a bomb, this one's going to be it for sure. Um, I don't know if glass slippers is the same horse that came out here last year. Um, and one at Keeneland, you have to respect them, but he left so much to do in the pre Abbey that kind of, kind of don't think, I think, I think she's a little bit not, not there right now. Um, I'm wasn't high on Emiratiana. I was, I really like the case of you. I think she made the best effort in the pretty good long chomp. But again, the race set up for her and it was on a heavy surface. And I think she likes a heavier surface. And so that's going to kind of hurt me if I decide to go with her. I like your jockey. I think right now, he, this is the best this Colt's been. Uh, he likes, he just likes this distance. And he's ultra versatile, so you don't have to have him on the lead. He can sit behind the leaders. And before everybody goes, well, he was kind of on the front end in, in the turf sprint in, at Kentucky Downs. Um, yeah, he was, but he was actually right off of the pace. And at Kentucky Downs, you want to be closer to the front when you're coming up the, the hill because that's when you make that's when the running starts. And that's why they did what they did with him. So I'm okay with him being that way. I'd like to see Fast Boat run well, but I, I would like to see Fast Boat run well because he's got a Houston connection with, with the turf sprint here. So that's one reason I like him. But I, if you got to put a gun in my head right now, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Gear Jockey and KCU. I can make a point for Kamari, but that long layoff, I think she's better on dirt than she is on turf, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I like her enough to probably pick her on top, but it's definitely a toss up, but I think her best in here wins this race, but I'm not sure if she's going to bring her best is the thing. Um, I like your jockey. I like fast boat. I think if you like the Wesley Ward runners, you also need to look at a recipe red. He's definitely running his career best right now too. So this is a wide open race. If you could afford to press the all button in here, press it. Agreed. All right, let's go over to the Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile. Is this has this changed, or is it still the Breeders' Cup um, Big Ass Fans Dirt Mile? It is the Big Ass Fans Dirt Mile. All right, so let's go here. It is uh, Breeders' Cup Dirt Mile, and who do you like? <sighs> I don't think I'm going to try to beat Life is Good, 
Ginobili is coming in really, really well to himself. Um, but I still think life is good, probably outclasses this field. If he brings his best, he's about five points better than everybody else. And we know the horse ships. We know the horse likes Del Mar. So I don't think I'm really going to try to beat him in here. Um, I think he's faster than Ginobili. And I don't think Ginobili is going to want to go with him because I, I think that eliminates Ginobili's chances. Um, I, I looked at Silver State. I like Silver State, but I don't like the way he drew. And, and I think you really need to take the Ricardo Santana and Steve Asmussen thing into consideration when it comes to that horse. So that kind of made me back off him a little bit. Um, one horse that I really like in here underneath is Ping Zhang uh, for the Japanese contingent. His workout this morning was crazy. That horse is so excited to be here. And I get it. He hasn't beat very good horses over in Japan, but he's in career best form right now. So he's one that I definitely want to use underneath. So you just, you just burst my bubble. Um, <laughs> I really love Silver State in here. Uh, I, think, I think that horse is always running his race. Right. I mean, he, he should have beaten my in control in the park spirit mile. He should have. Um, and the Whitney, he just was not good enough to beat Nixco or Maxfield, but he tries. I mean, that horse just tries. Um, and then when he didn't face tough, you know, lower tier horses, I mean, he won. I mean, he knows where the wire is. I mean, he doesn't win by a lot. He's not going to like be flattering when he wins, but he runs his races. And to be honest with you, life is good. He's yet to beat anybody. You know, the one time, the one time he did beat somebody, the one time he did meet somebody that could beat him, Jackie's warrior. Right. And that was off of a layoff. He beat Medina spirit, but I don't think I'm not sold on Medina spirit. And then that race that he won in the Kelso, there was only four horses in that race. So I want to see him up against a better class field, and this is what he gets. I'm willing to, I'm willing to fade him with Silver State. I think Ginobili is going to go to the front. That's his only bet to win this race, and that's probably going to cost him. So I'll go with Silver State sitting off the pace and making making a run out on the leaders. Now I'm starting to like it a little bit more than what I said. I don't know. I'll have to really think about it, but I think it's definitely probably a three horse race in here. They're heads and shoulders above the rest of the field. Yeah, I, thought about I agree with maybe, you on that. I thought about maybe if Slap, Snapper Sinclair can kind of run his career best, you know, maybe, but I, I prefer Snapper Sinclair on the turf. So I think we're pretty much in agreement with that race. Yeah, let's go over to the Breeders' Cup Philly Mare turf race. Um, this is good. I, I think the Euros have this one um, nailed down. Of course, famous last words, but who do you like in here? Why? Give me a reason to like any of the Euros. Of course, I, I like the Euros, but you give me a reason. I don't think the Euros have this nailed down. I think the Japanese have this race nailed down. I am all over Love's Only You on this race. I have been all over Love's Only You on this race for months. She has been pointing to this race for the summer. And she was cross-entered for this in the turf. And I was like, please do not go to the turf. Please go to the Philly and Mayor turf. Because I, I think she wants to run under a mile and a half. I think around a mile... And three eighths, mile and a quarter, um, somewhere around in there is kind of her best distance. So I'm really happy they ended up going into this race. Um, when you look at her form, she is heads and shoulders better than anybody else in this race. She's only lost two times this year, and the only three horses that have finished ahead of her are Mishrift, Chronogenesis, and Sadashi, 
those are international superstar horses that are the best caliber. Um, everybody knows about Sadashi, how good she's been. Mishriff has a chance for horse of the year. Chronogenesis is the best horse in Japan right now. So, and she was only beaten by these horses by a fraction. So she is in top caliber grade one form. She beat a triple crown winner in daring tax two starts back, um, beat Dan Bright, beat glory base. These are international grade one winners. And she's, She's coming in here in career best form. She's looked phenomenal at Del Mar. The other horse from Europe that I want to give a look is Love. I like that they went here instead of the turf. I think um, a mile and a half is just too far for her. She hasn't been her best this year. But I still think, you know, even her B game is good enough in this field. I She would be the horse I would look to outside of Love's Only You if Love's Only You doesn't run her best race. Because Love has a similar form beaten not far by Mishriff, um, Adair and Mishriff beat her this year. She beat Adaria this year, who's also in here. Um, I don't really have an excuse for her last out. She should have won the Blanford Stakes. But if you draw a line through that, she's got pretty strong form. I think love goes off favored. I don't have a lot to knock in Warlike Goddess, but I think these horses are just better than her. I'm suspect in Warlike and what Warlike Goddess has beaten. I like always shopping. I think she's nice. But Temple City Terror and My Sister Nat, to me, are more grade one, grade two, grade three caliber horses. So her form to me is just a little bit suspect. If I had to throw in another Euro in here, I would probably go with Rougier. I think she's in career best form, and I can definitely see her making some noise underneath. And this race really, to me, reminds me a lot of the Breer's Cup Philly and Mare Turf when it was at Santa Anita two years ago. And I can see a horse like going to Vegas, kind of pulling a Mirth or a, um, oh, what was that other horse's name? The horse by Skip Shot. She's gray. Oh, you're killing me. Um, I don't remember. I'll be honest. But you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I know who you're talking about. I could see going to Vegas, hitting the super at a little bit of a price just because this is her home track. That was where I was getting with that. Okay. I've got, you, you stole my thunder, right? <laughs> I'll tell you why. I love Rogier in here. She knows where the wire is. The problem is, sometimes she doesn't know where the wire is. <laughs> if you go back and you look at the Prix de l'Opry uh, race, man, that Philly should have been beat twice, and she still got up in the last stride to win. And then she finishes third by a neck. She loses to Mother Earth, who, by the way, in case anybody is looking at, um, she's running against, she's running in, a, in I think, the mile, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Rogier is just a good filly. I mean, I just, she's got a 117 time form rating right now. You can't beat that right now, as far as that's concerned. Love is another horse I'm, I'm using in here i'm not fond of warlike goddess whatsoever which means she'll probably win and yeah i love loves only you too i'm not gonna lie um you see who she's running against you see who she's beaten who's beaten her this year and you can't you can't knock that philly especially when she should have won the shima classic and just could not hold off mishra's leg yeah, I, there's nothing more I can say about that horse and her connections are so excited. And 
horse racing is one of the biggest sports in Japan. They absolutely love this horse over there. This would mean this would change their sport if they could come over and win a Breeders' Cup race. And I think this is the best chance that they've ever had. Yeah. And, you know, of all the years to, to try to beat these horses, um, as far as like the American trainers that always point for this, like Chad Brown, this is a year to do it because my sister Nat isn't the same quality caliber she was, you know, years ago. Um, I don't think, uh, what is it? Pocket Square is right now in the same hemisphere as some of these horses. And, you know, Warlike Goddess is Warlike Goddess. She's going to run a race, but you know what? She hasn't faced anybody like this. And that that's the difference between um, good horses and great horses. And Adario probably run huge too. So I, I'm I'm with you in this. I think the Euros have a, have a really, really good shot in here and it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I don't discount Adaria on here at all. Don't love the draw for her, but she's going to get her favorite track in a, a very firm track. So I think this race will set up for her if she runs her race. I like that William Buick gets on board. He's kind of done the best on her. So I, I'm not discounting her at all. So, you know, we'll we'll kind of see how they go. But Adaria's got pretty good form this year. When you look at kind of the form um, and the time form ratings of Love, Love's Only You, and Rougier, she's right in there with him too. So I think it has to be one of those four. I'm so in agreement with you. And I love the fact that you're thinking the same way I am to some extent, which kind of makes me feel sad for you because it means you're probably going to end up not winning. Um, usually I only have one winner on the Breeders' Cup card and it's usually the one race that I really, really, really am like really loving. And right now I don't have that. Um, let's go over to the Breeders' Cup sprint. I think we're kind of in agreement here. Maybe not, but, um, until they beat Jackie's warrior, I'm not going to go against Jackie's warrior. Yeah. And I'm not going to either. Um, I took maybe a look at following C or Dr. Scheibel in here, but even their best numbers are still almost 10 points behind uh, Jackie's warrior. And he's just too good. He travels so well. He's in career best form, um, gets a little bit of a weight break because he is a three-year-old. So gosh, uh, this could be one of the greatest sprinters we've ever seen. And he just makes so much sense. I'm I'm thinking about using Matera Sky underneath Lexitonian if he runs his race could come in at a price and maybe special reserve. But I, this one's a single. You're sure? Can't, can't talk you out sure. of it. Can't no, talk can't you talk out, me of it. out of it. All right. Well, that makes two of us. I think I think the only horse that I would I would maybe give a look at but maybe underneath is following Steve because I think right now he's starting to come into form. Um, but until, like I said, until they beat Jackie's warrior, I'll, I'll look elsewhere for those rate for the, for another time and place. Let's go over to the Breeders' Cup mile grade one. This one has the saltiness of the sea. Um, and Charlie Appleby's already said he loves space blues in here. So uh, make a case against space blues if you can. And I will tell you who I like after that. I like that Charlie likes space blues, so I'll definitely include him, but he's not my top choice in here and he's not, you know, my favorite, but I do respect him, but he's, he's not my top choice. My top choice in here is going to be blowout and Mo Forza. I think blowout's probably going to get 
a lone lead unless maybe Smooth Like Straight comes after her, but Smooth Like Straight can't hang with her. And I really like that she had a win in your end for the Philly and Mare Turf. And Chad's like, you know what? This Philly's a miler. I'm taking her to the mile. She's in career best form. Joelle Rosario gets back up on her. So I really like her in here. Um, She's going to be my top choice, but I also really like Mo Forza because we're at his home track. This horse just refuses to lose. So he's one that I definitely want to include. And I really, really like those two. The other ones I'm willing to give a look at are Got Stormy. I think she's ready to fire a big race. This is going to be the last race of her career. Also looked a little bit at In Love and Mother Earth. I think these two make sense with the buyer speed figures also. But um, I'm trying to beat Space Blues, but I do respect him. Um, I agree with you. Uh, I, I don't agree with you. I agree with you with Blowout. I don't agree with you with more Forza. But I'm willing to accept the fact that you probably know more than I do when it comes to turf. Um, or for that matter, any any surface. But I'll tell you who I like. Um, I actually do like Space Blues. I can't. I, can't, <laughs> I cannot not like him. Um, I also like uh, Master of the Seas because the company you keep is important and you know he's been beaten by ben batal palace pier poetic flair some of the best milers there um i do think you know i was so high on mother earth last year in the juvenile philly her um against dan pearl and i really thought that she was gonna show a lot once she started running as a three-year-old but She's really disappointed. Um, she runs a race, but she's such a smallish filly. I'm kind of wondering if, if maybe the fact that she's run so often is going to get to her. Um, but obviously, I'm going to have to use her. Um, but I do like Blowout. I think I think you're right on that. Um, you know, she's going to go to the front. And I know what Chad's going to do. Chad's just going to send and say, if you guys want to catch me, you guys are going to have to catch me. And she's just going to go to the front. And if she opens this seven, eight links, you better hope somebody else can catch her because if not, she's going to win the race. Because she's already proven she can do it. Yeah, I I was really impressed with her in the first lady. And she was actually my pick in the first lady to upset uh, Charlie Appleby's runner, um, Althika. So I really am crazy about Blowout. I like that she shows up here. She is a true miler. I don't think that going to the Philly and Turf would have produced a winning run for her. She's got a chance to win in this race, so I, I really like her. She's definitely my top selection. We're heading over to the Breeders' Cup Turf Distaff. This is a mile and a eighth going um, on the third. Now, Caitlin, did you know that at one point in time, the Breeders' Cup Distaff was a mile and a quarter. That doesn't shock me one bit. All righty. So who do you like? I'm going to try to beat Latruska in here. I think it's going to be tough, but I think there's so many horses that are going to try to go to the front. Private Mission's going to go. Um, there's a chance that maybe Blue Stripe could get out there. Um, Latruska's going. Horologist is going. She dares the devil's going. Latruska is best Private when she mission. has a yeah, I said private, private mission. mission's going. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so there's so many Phillies that are going to be up there on that hot pace. I think Latruska needs that lead, and I'm not sure she gets it. And I'm thinking maybe a long campaign catches up to her in this race. Um, she looked good 
at Keeneland. I was there for that race, but it would have just been silly if she lost that race. So yeah. there's, I, she didn't really get much out of that in my opinion, but I like her, but I think she's a very beatable favorite. My top choice in here is going to end up being the Kentucky Oaks winner, Malathot. I like that she's coming in a little bit rested. She is going to have to run a career best speed figure to win this race, but so is everybody else. They all have to step up. Um, she's got one blemish on her record, and it was because she had a really tough trip against Maracuja. I can't knock this filly. She travels really good. She always runs her race, and I think this race is going to ultimately set up for her better than anybody else. I like her, and I like Royal Flag, potentially to spring the upsets. Royal Flag's in career best form as well. Um, Clarier has looked fantastic in the morning. I don't think this race is as cut and dry as some people think it is. I'm in so much agreement with you. It's scary. Um, I kept looking at this race. I like Malathot. I think the fact that she doesn't need the lead to win the race, and there is going to be a pace, and where she's going to be sitting is great for her. Um, I like Royal Flag. I don't like her as much as Clarier. And I really thought that if Claire, if, if Malathot was going to get beat, it was going to be in the Alabama by Clarier, and she just put her away. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm wrong 67% of the time, 100% of the time. So um, I'm going to go with Malathot too. I, I can't, I cannot not go with her. So, I mean, I mean, we're pretty cut and dry. I think Latrushka is a nice filly, but I just don't think she's going to win the race, sadly. Yeah, I think it kind of sets up against her a little bit. I think there's too many in here willing to sacrifice to kind of go to the lead and maybe take it to her. So that's one thing that does kind of worry me a little bit about her in here. And I think Malathot, she's coming in great. And she has grown so much over the summer. Man, she is just, she looks on point. Let's go over to the, we just kept her, grade one. Uh, the spending champion Tarnwa is in here. She just got beat um, in the pre de la Triomphe by the one horse we both threw out, Potator uh, Tasso, which made me feel really, really dumb because that was the first horse I was like, nah, that horse ain't going to win. Throw him out. Um, guess I was wrong. Uh, so who do you like? I'm going to stick with the defending champ in Tarnawa. I don't like the draw, but I think she's much the best in this race. The only other one I would maybe give a look to would be Yabir. Um, and I still don't think he's as good as her. So I, I like Tarnawa. I like that she's going to get a more firm turf course. She's kind of had a little bit of an unlucky campaign this this time around, but I, I really like her in here. Um, as far as the U.S. runners go, not really crazy about any of them. If I had to pick one, it would be Travon. Um, I think he's kind of in his career best form right now, just got into the race, which <sighs> I'm just really upset about the also eligibles because I think they're way better than the horses that are in this race. I don't know why astronauts in here. I don't know why acclimates in here. Um, so they, they got in off of qualifying in California races, but you know, that's whatever, but I'm not crazy about the U S runners in here. I think this goes the way of Europe and I really like the defending champion Tarnawa. I agree with you. I like Tarnawa. I think it's hard not to like her. Um, you know, Roger Varian's really, really becoming one of those trainers that are really good with two-year-olds. And now he's starting to develop three-year-olds, which is really scary. 
Um, this Philly got beat by Snowfall twice earlier in the year. And uh, um, we're talking about Teona here, which is right mm-hmm. next to her. So I really like her a bit. Um, the other one is the Charlie Appleby Yabir. Uh, this horse ran huge in the Jockey Club Derby Invitational back in September. Got some time off. Can run this distance. Doesn't need the lead. Um, and William Buick gets back on him. And got to give him a big look at at a price. Uh, if I got to go with an American one, I would probably go with domestic spending. If but he's got to run his. He's got to run like. He's got to run his Bel- the Manhattan, if he wants to win the race. If he doesn't, he's not going to be in the top three. Those are the three that I would look at right now. The four I would look at is those four, and be happy with it. Yeah, I'm just not crazy about domestic spinning. Never really have been. He seems to come encounter a lot of trouble, and he's just kind of one where I'm not really sure who's going to show up. Um, Tayona. I think she's going to be a monster at four. I think she's progressing on so well. Um, snowfall was not the same snowfall that she beat in September. Snowfall was just kind of starting to backpedal a little bit there. Snowfall needs a break or to retire or something. But um, Snowfall's win in the August stakes impressed me a lot too. Um, she beat some nice horses in there as well. So I think she's only getting better. I think this is a tall task right now. Ask me again in a year. Okay. No, and, and I'm in agree. No, and I'm in agreement with you as far as snowfall is concerned. I think the snowfall that we saw at York and Epsom is so much different than the one that we saw at this this part of the year, right? Like, you know, she should have easily won in the August stakes and or she wasn't in the August stakes, but she should have won the pre Vermeil and she didn't. She just like couldn't get to Tiona. Um so yeah, I mean, I, I just think she's a different, different Philly right now. That Philly, and um, but you can't knock Teona for the way she's setting up for this race either. So that's that's the only reason why I gotta give her a look, um, especially at six to one. It's kind of juicy. Final race on the card: it's the Breeders' Cup Classic run at a mile and a quarter. Uh, they're gonna run in the short shoot at. Um, Say that fast and you might get in trouble. Um, mile and a quarter out of the short shoot at Del Mar. Um, this is going to be really late. This is going to be at 6, 4, what, 540, right when the sun goes down. Um, tide is up. This race is going to be strange. Who do you? I know who you like, but who do you like? I think this really this race really sets up for Hot Rod Charlie and Essential Quality. Um there's a lot of speed signed on in here. Nick's go, Art Collector, Medina Spirit. Um, there could even be a Max Player. You don't know. This race is going to be a real big question mark to me. I think Medina Spirit drew terribly, and this race doesn't set up for him. He's going to – I think his hand will be shown in this race. And we'll see if Nick's go can go all the way and go the mile and a quarter. But I think just the way that it's going to be run, it's going to set up for horses that are just lying slightly off the pace, which fits the bill of essential quality in Hot Rod Charlie. And based off of numbers, these two are getting better. They're neck and neck when it comes to ability. Um, so I just really think this race sets up for both of them. I can't disagree with you on that. Um, I, kept, I, I kept trying to make a case 
to come on here and be like, I know a central quality can't run this race. I know he's going to get beat. He's going to go to the front. And then I go and I'm back and I go look at those races and I go, don't have an argument. He's actually a really, really good horse. He's like very, very good horse. And so I'm not going to knock it. I don't think Nick Skill wants to go a mile and a quarter. I just don't. I very, I'm leaning that direction as well. Right. So, I mean, yeah, if you go back to the, to the Saudi Arabia race, you can make a point of the fact that he didn't fire his best shot. Yeah. I know it's halfway around the country, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, Charlatan had the same situation. He finished second. Right. Um, I just think he's better at a mile and eighth and less. So I'm willing, I'm willing to get beat by him. Art collector. I don't think he wants a mile and a quarter. Um, Medina spirit got help at a mile and a quarter max player might want, might be, might be there too. Hot rod, Charlie. So if it were me, I would go with essential quality, hot rod, Charlie and max player. And I'm going to completely fade Medina spirit because I just don't think he's going to be at his best tomorrow or Saturday. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I will have some tickets with Nick's going on but my main plays are going to be essential quality and hot rod Charlie. I'm also interested in max player definitely for the super. So those are going to be my top four that I'm probably going to include on tickets. I can definitely see a bomb like maybe Tripoli or stiletto boy, um, maybe bombing in at a price to finish third or fourth. We'll see. But I think this is a two or three horse race. Um, we will see, but yeah, those are the two I really, really like. And I think are kind of coming into their best. I'm really disappointed that essential quality is not going to run it for, but I'm excited that hot rod Charlie will. So let me ask you a question real quick. Friday's card. You have a hundred dollars to bet to win. Who are you going to play? Who are you going to play? Um, I would probably say modern games. Okay. All right. What about you? All right. So I'm actually going to go and say that my race that I'm going to use is probably going to be the juvenile Phillies race. And I'm going to go with uh, Hello You and play her at $100. Interesting. What about for Saturday? Saturday. Um, And you have to go Saturday on me. (laughs) You know, every time time I think I know what I'm going to do, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I kind of talked myself into this already, so I'm going to do it. Is it $100 only? Yes, one race. One race. I'm going to take Rozier at six to one. Okay. I, I think uh, I would dump it on the same race and I would take Loves Only You. You know, that would make a beautiful exacta. Let's get it home. Yeah, let's do it. You have been listening to the uh, Goat Zoom Room. We are going to try to get on a regular schedule here soon. Life gets in the way. Um, there's some very interesting uh, things happening behind the scenes. Um, for one person, we won't mention who. And um, we'll see what it is. Uh, it's me. It's not Caitlin. Um, so we'll see, we'll see where it goes. But I'm really interested to see um, how this race weekend is. Usually by this time, I have a horse that I'm like really, really in love with. And I'm going to save all my money for it. Um, but the last two years, I haven't had that. 
Uh, this year, though, I think I kind of have two that I kind of like a little bit on both days, and I'm willing to take a big gamble on both of them. So hopefully everybody makes some money. Hopefully we've given you enough information on the euros that you can make a decision. And, of course, you can go to the, to the Good Zoom Room website, 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 which is goathandicapping.com, and the selections for Breeders' Cup are free. Um, they were supposed to be for price, but I just figured we'll do it for free. Why not? Who cares? Why not? So you have listened to the Goat Zoom Room. I'm Andy. That's Caitlin. And thanks for listening.